This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and with me this week, once again, I have the pleasure of interviewing two Anderson Center International scholars. So with me this morning, we have Joseph and Teresa. And uh, Joseph, I'd like to start with you. Could you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us where you're from? Yeah, I am Joseph. Thank you very much. I am Joseph Leo Omondi Leopondo. I hold a Bachelor of Arts degree in sociology and psychology from the University of Nairobi, Kenya. Thank you. Great introduction. Um, So welcome to the show. We're happy to have you on. Um, And Teresa, can you introduce yourself as well? Yes. Thank you, Elisa. Happy to be here. My name is Teresa Venato Sebastian. I am from India. I have done my bachelor's and master's in um, special education and master's in social work. Uh, currently, I am uh, enrolled as a PhD scholar in one of the universities in India, Christ University, Bangalore. Uh, I am doing my research in the area of autism and special educators. Mm-hmm. That brings me over here. Great. Um, so you and I have something in common, Teresa. We are both social workers. That's my educational background as well. So I always love to meet a fellow social worker. Um, I think we have a unique educational background. And and uh, as we'll be able to tell just throughout the conversation, you can do a lot with that degree, a lot of different yes. types of work. So, um, so wonderful to meet you both. Um, Joseph, could you share with us um, how long have you been in Anderson Center International. How long have you been with us? Because I know there's a time frame of about 12 to 18 months that you stay. I've been here for the last six months. Six months. So you're kind of right in the middle, right? Yeah. Okay, great. How's it going so far? The going is fine. The going is great. Great. Full of okay. learning experience. Wonderful. We're going to get into some more details about what exactly you're doing in just a second. But let me get the same information from you, Teresa. How long have you been uh, a scholar? This is my uh, 12th month. I'm almost at the end of the program. So by en- by the end of this month, I complete my program. Okay. And then are you immediately heading back to India? Yes. Okay. I'm, you're smiling. So I'm assuming that you're looking forward to getting back home. Um, uh, so, yes. okay. All right. Great. And for both of you, is this your first time in the United States? Has this been? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. First time. Wow. That's really cool. That's, um, that's, I know that there's aspects to Anderson Center International that are, there's a whole component that's all about training and learning and, and being sort of hands on in the program, training alongside the team members and the, and, and getting to know the students that are in the program areas where you're located. But there's also a cultural experience and, and a, and a time off kind of experience, United States experience, which hopefully, um, I'd love for you to both to share, you know, as much as you can about both of those sides of the program. Um, all right. Now I have some longer questions. So Teresa, could you share, kind of tell us the story of how you learned about Anderson Center International and and what motivated you especially to decide that you wanted to you wanted to spend a year over here doing this with us. When I started my PhD program, my I selected the topic in autism and special educators. So in back in my country, we don't have uh, we are still in an infancy period when it comes to autism. So people are not 
quite aware about what autism is, what has to be, what kind of assessment tool to be used and how to, yeah, diagnosis is happening. So further regarding the educational and therapy, therapy areas, still we are just in an exploring phase. Mm-hmm. So with my, when I started doing my PhD program and I started reading literature, I understood that I have a very limited knowledge about the strategies to be used for autism because compared to other disabilities, autism have specific strategies Yes. So I was looking out for an opportunity. I was thinking oh, if I can get out of India to somewhere like uh, Australia, New Zealand or Canada or US, where they have better services being provided for students with autism, that would be a great experience. And I can br- bring it back to my country and train special educators in that. So I was looking out for, uh, I was searching Google for quite a few months to see a program. So they were mostly paid international uh, fellowship programs or paid internships, which I won't be able to afford to go for such programs. Mm -hmm. So then finally, my search took me to Anderson Program International Fellowship. And I found it quite interesting when I read about that they have different settings and also they are focusing more on providing ABA-based services to the students with autism. So I found if I get an opportunity that will give uh, help me with my PhD program and to to have prepare a training module for my special educators back in my country. So I applied for it and uh, Anderson was uh, very open. And uh, that that brings me over here now. And that was about a year ago. That's great. So thank you for sharing that, uh, Teresa. I have a question about the ABA that you you focused in on. Um, So in India, at least in the areas where where you have been going to school and working um, and preparing for your PhD program, it it sounds like obviously you know you were mentioning that there is a a gap in services and under, understanding, and you use the word infancy in terms of coming you know yeah. really a, a knowledge base of of autism and and all that goes along with it, um, and and the needs of of a wide variety of autistic people. Yes. Um, would you say the same for applied behavior analysis specifically as a you know, a, 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 an educational model or a treatment model. Is there is there a lack of knowledge of ABA as well? Yes. See, uh, the, when I was doing my bachelor's and my master's program, we have these components in our curriculum. So theoretically, we learn these things, okay. but we don't know what it means. What is it when it comes to the practical mode? Mm-hmm. So we have never seen anybody doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me certain definitions, I can tell you something about ABA because I have learned it from my exam. Right. You can that, <laughs> yeah, and got it. Beyond that, we don't know, and we don't have uh, much of BCBA or such behavior therapists uh, who are professionally qualified back in my country. Very few of them. Yeah, that too, they're not reachable. Okay. So, yeah, so it, it was more of a theoretical knowledge. So I've heard that many times. And actually, many, many years ago at Anderson, I oversaw the the what was called the clinical department, which is now behavioral services. And I remember even in this country, there was a period of time where a lot of people were focused on getting that certification and passing the exam because there's a lot of effort that goes into that. Yeah. Um, but it was always that switch that 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 move from the theoretical to the practical that was the big leap. So mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me that you were looking for a place to do that. Um, thank you for sharing that, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, can we come to you? Can you tell us uh, your story? Where, where did you find Anderson Center International and what was the motivation for you to, um, to apply and, and come over? 
Thank you. Uh, first of all, I'll start with my previous work station where uh, I, I used to work back at home as a project coordinator mm-hmm. and monitoring and evaluation manager, programming, PEFAR, USA, ID, HIV, orphans, and vulnerable children project. Okay. So the initiative, or rather the project, aimed at improving the welfare and protection of vulnerable households affected by HIV, mm-hmm. thereby increasing their resilience and empowering them, uh, the caregivers and the parents of the children who are affected by HIV, so that they can be able to improve on their health and well-being. So I used to have a very big number. That is, I used to work with over 17,382 orphans and vulnerable children. Wow. And among those children who are vulnerable, I had like 213 children who are living with autism. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe me not, it was very, very, very difficult. It was very, very difficult to deal with them because they are, number one, they are HIV positive. They are uh, taking their medication. Here they are autistic. And how to handle them, how to go about it was a bit difficult because with HIV medication at a certain medi- at a certain time of the day, they need to be on their medication and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, here comes a friend who is an alumni, who was an alumni of ACI. That is David Okoth Ayeko. Great. A friend of mine that I'll forever be grateful to him. (laughs) This guy is uh, was one of the alumni here. And uh, when I happened to share my my case to him, Mm -hmm. then he told me about Anderson Center for Autism. Because my interest, what really motivated me is that how I can really help uh, the, uh, these children who are living uh, with, oti- with autism so that they can live a safe, healthy, active, and a meaningful life yeah. whereby they can be able to connect with their family and community, mm-hmm. where they can be able to spend time doing activities which are meaningful to them. That was my motivation. And there was no any other place in our country that I could get all this except from Anderson. And I'll be forever be grateful to Anderson. Thank you. That's that's a great story, Joseph. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, I'm just warning you, I have a follow-up question for you um, about some of what you shared. So thank you both, Joseph and Teresa, for sharing your your backgrounds. and kind of the story that led you to uh, coming to Anderson. And when we come back for the second half of the show, we're going to get into what you're currently doing, um, some of the things that maybe are going to be your biggest takeaways from your experience, and what your plans are for the future. Because I think, um, well, I know that that there's a huge focus on, a, you know, trying to um, have the scholars involved in ACI make as large an impact as they possibly can throughout the world um, and having Anderson do our, our small part in that um, by through this training. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, though, we'll get into all of that. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. 
The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you or someone you know is living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement, we understand that it can be difficult to know where to find help. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease. Help you find expert care and local support. Give you tips for living a better life. And share the latest research. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org. Or call 1-800-473-4636. That's 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And today I am speaking with two uh, international scholars from our Anderson Center International Program, uh, Teresa, who is from India, and Joseph, who is from Kenya. And um, again, thank you both for being on the show and, and for sharing your experience and a little bit about yourselves with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. We um, we find, I find especially when I uh, talk with Anderson families, parents of the uh, students that you're interacting with through your training at Anderson um, about ACI and about scholars and, and all of, you know, just so much of the world that you represent and, and the, the experience and the uh, dedication, the um, the perspective that you bring to your training and to to our community at Anderson. Um, there is a sincere interest and appreciation for all of you. And, and I honestly wish that there was more opportunities in the short period of time that you're able to be with us um, to, to in for you to interact with the families. But uh, one of the reasons why we're trying to interview as many of you as possible on this podcast is to help broaden the awareness, especially through the family community um, of who you are and why you came here and, and then sort of what happens after you um, leave Anderson and go back to your home countries or to, or continue traveling, whatever it is that you're going to be doing. Um, so Joseph, I'm going to come back to you. You had just finished telling us about yourself and about what brought you to Anderson. And, and you were talking about how you were working in Kenya with a, with a significantly large population of vulnerable children and families, um, several hundred of whom are living with HIV and on medication regimen, um, and also have autism. And you you struck a chord with me when you were talking because, you know, it sounded to me like you developed a specific interest in figuring out how to help somebody who is autistic, who is also navigating the rest of their lives with additional challenges that have no, they're not connected formally to each other, HIV and autism. But you seem to have a recognition that on top of um, the medications that people are taking um, to, to live with with HIV um, would be potentially more challenging for somebody, especially a child who may not 
really appreciate, let's just say, or be able to accommodate the type of schedule of medication um, and maybe other therapies that that are involved in your work. So I just wanted to make sure I got that right. And if I didn't, please correct me. But if I did, if there's anything else you'd want to add on that, because I think I think in 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 this country as well, um, the more awareness that we're bringing to uh, the autistic community and uh, acceptance um, and understanding, it, it's an interesting, it's a, it's an important perspective to, to see that, that it's a part of, you know, who, who you are. And so you're navigating the rest of your life um, as an autistic person. What does that really mean? So anything that I just said, if that speaks to you, Joseph, feel free to comment. Thank you. You have it. You got it right. And uh, just to maybe to build on what I was just saying that, uh, it is from Anderson that I came to learn about that there are different types of development disability. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not wrong, there are five. Yeah. And uh, all this I happen to learn here at Anderson. And now when I, uh, when I flash back to my back at home, when I flash back home and try now to categorize, I can categorize my my population, my constituency that I was working with. Oh, okay. So that's something you're going to certainly bring back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I've learned here in Anderson that is really motivating me even to go back home and to be able to, to implement what I've learned. I've learned so much that it is important to get to know, uh, to understand the, 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 the people or the children who are living with autism. And there are various ways of bringing that understanding. You have to, to go through what we call an individualized service plan or behavior support plan. You go mm-hmm. through and see what they, how they behave, their likes and what do they don't like, their routine and preferences and so on and so forth. And also one thing that I've also realized that in order for uh, uh, the children living with autism to get service delivery, which are appropriate, impactful and responsive to their need, then documentation is key that everything has to be documented and you document what you've seen. You document what you've had. You document even even the touch and everything. Everything is counted so that in, in a nutshell, you observe. It's all about observation and which which are measurable. So that by the end of the day, when the data is analyzed, then the individual can be able to get quality services. Mm-hmm. And I think what I was going to say, is it leads to what you said towards the end of before um, the break, which is, you know, to really be able to live a quality life. And that yeah. is also in keeping with Anderson's mission. But I think it has applications everywhere for everyone because a quality life is different for every individual person. It depends on what what matters to you as a person in terms of how, you know, what represents a, a high quality of life. So I, I thank you for that. Yeah, and also Anderson has given me the opportunity to interact with the individuals, be able to see, to, to learn. I've learned so many things on reporting, the, some of the illnesses that most of most of the illnesses that affects uh, children who are living with autism and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, their diet in every circle of life. And I feel empowered 
Great. Well, I hope that that, uh, that sounds like something you're certainly going to take back. You've still got a while with, with us at Anderson, but, um, but that's an excellent place to be feeling, I would think, um, partway through your experience. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Teresa, we're, we're down again to the last four minutes or so of our interview. I'd love to hear, since you're getting ready to go back to India, uh, very shortly, some things that, you know, pieces of knowledge or just whole experiences, whether they're specific to your time at Anderson or just more specific to to your experience in the United States um, that you're excited to bring back to your friends and family and colleagues and, and professors um, when you get back home. Yes, uh, being in Anderson was a, a different experience. Uh, it was, you know, not only just getting exposed to ABA services, and um, uh, getting uh, you know residential services, for example, back in our countries, most of the hostel facilities again. But for children with severe disabilities, we have no such facilities. Nobody, nobody want to take them because it's you require a lot of human resource, you require financial resource, so it's very difficult. But here, I feel in a very systematic and organized manner how the residential services are provided to them and the three shifts. So, like enough you know, administrative aspects of uh, running a rehabilitation center. Mm. Okay. And uh, and also um, the kind of services being given to the individuals as education is there, that there's speech therapy, occupational therapy, and also in within uh, in the uh, home environment. I mean the in the residence again. What are the skills that has to be learned when they are living in the home environment? So that has also it is also being addressed. So uh, the such a kind of that was a very new learning for me apart from learning ABA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was very fortunate to go, get exp- uh, get an exposure to school, to preschool, and also to the residence. And I'm I'm glad that I'm allowed uh, by Anderson to spend my last one week with the adults. So I get an exposure to different services offered by Anderson. Oh, that's great. Yes, and as uh, Joseph has pointed out, reporting, data collection, that is something that we lack a lot back in our country. We may be doing services, but we don't know where we started and what is the progress happening and where sure. we have ended. So that is something that we lack. And here I saw that that very systematic way, data being collected, baseline, and what is the progress on a day-to-day basis Mm-hmm. How data, what is the importance of collecting such data and what perspective we get about the individual that we are serving and where we can take them further. All this information we get from the data that we collect. So that is something, another important part that I want to take back. So, uh, uh, from, from Anderson. Uh, so far. Uh, so these are the few things. And, and, and again, coming to US, US has Always I have been looking forward to come to U.S. because this is the place where almost all the strategies that is being used in the field of autism are being, you know, the, by research, they have come up with the strategies. So it's almost learning from the first hand source that what are the strategies to be used with autism. So even this day morning, today morning, I got a call from India from one of the mothers of a child with autism. Uh, four years old, literally struggling. She doesn't know what to do, where to go, what kind of services will I get? So still, wow. yeah. So I'm sure that if if I get back, I will be able to share with them a lot that I have learned, and it has also given a a change, a, a or to say a different way of doing my PhD program itself. And I would say it has given a different shape now, where I can go back train special educators. Uh, not only just on ABA, 
also about the data collection process and also thinking about the vocational aspect mm-hmm. and about the residential services so a lot of things if i say i can keep on saying that yeah <laughs> these are the different things that i have learned and another thing yeah the universal nature of autism yes. in indian or from kenya or from whichever part of the world it has the same kind of uh, you know the approaches are the same towards them so yeah. definitely this kind of exchange programs helps us to pick up and take it back to our country and to see that how we can uh, help our individuals with autism back in our country well thank you teresa i think that's beautifully said and it actually is a perfect lead into to we have to close but the um the the reminder and the open invitation and the encouragement for the two of you and all of our alumni um scholars to stay connected with us and to use this as an opportunity to continue to strengthen the relationships that you've made while here because you're absolutely right i think the the future um in terms of service delivery and service development and and all the different things that that can be done in all over the world to support this optimization of quality of life for everyone has a lot to do with breaking down the barriers of of sharing information and ideas and what's working and what what I'm struggling with and so I thank you for bringing that up and I thank you both Joseph and Teresa um thank you for your time at Anderson thank you for coming and for sharing your knowledge with us and and thank you again for being on the 1 in 44 podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I wish you both the best of luck. And this is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host Eliza Bozenski and remember Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.